0: Are you trying to find a way to afford your favorite Bible scholar's next book? Are you searching for the next biblical research book to fill your shelves? Then if you want to justify a $35 plus shipping and handling expense to your spouse, look for savings on your home and auto insurance at the Better Insurance Agency. We can evaluate your insurance rates with multiple carriers to find you the best deal with the best coverage. Because if history has shown us anything, it's that the biblical narrative is real and that you'd better have a good excuse for your spouse on, not, on getting yet another book by Dr. Judd Burton. So choose the better insurance agency and visit us at www.thebetterquote.com today. This is Dr. Judd Burton of the Institute of Biblical Anthropology, and you're listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. We should read our Bible
1: as men digging. For buried treasure The Bible Is the world's most popular enigma
2: It's secrets Lost to cultures Beneath the sands of time Or is it?
0: It is the glory of God To conceal things But the glory of kings Is to search things out He wants you to seek, to read His Word, to to look for that knowledge. He wants you to do that.
2: Man, the people at Nicaea, they like chopped out 80 books of the Bible. We need to bring those back. There's more bad guys in this thing than a Bruce Willis.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's back it up here. I, I love the intro to the show because it's exactly right. There's the nuggets of gold in his word. As you guys always sign the show. You, you gotta dig it, dig it. Show
1: us your nuggets. God, our creator, lies outside of time,
0: space, and matter. I, know, I feel like guys be like, hello, McFly.
2: You ain't got it so far, then.
0: There are secret societies think that they are descendants of the giant. I mean, isn't is this exciting? I mean, you read it's like,
1: wow. The round Roundtable.
0: But these angels were taken to help the Do not pass gold, do not collect $200. You're out of the game.
1: Dirty hands means clean theology. Can you dig it? Guys, gals, and long distance pals, we're back
2: once again.
0: We're well, back.
1: Steve's not here. Steve's not here with us today. He wasn't raptured or anything. At least I, we hope. I hope not. Hope we didn't miss the bus. Because that, mean, that means <laughs> uh, we did something. We failed miserably. So you missed the rapture episode. And he was going to make a really good joke about maybe you were raptured, but we had some technical difficulties <laughs> and we had to restart the show. And, you and then we totally, yeah, forgot and messed it up. Man, I didn't realize it till I was editing the video, and then I was like, oh, Steve was want to make a joke about Steve <laughs> about being being raptured," and I totally flobbed that up. Unfortunately, we're still here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit tired
2: today. What's the matter with you? Well, sleeping on the couch. We had the in Oh, in-laws. he's in the doghouse. No, no, no. We had the in laws over. <laughs> they come up from Florida. They stayed for two nights, so we let them have the king size bed. My, my oldest boy, he didn't want to give up his bed, so I just slept on the couch. That was fine. My youngest slept on the chair next to me. He thought that was cool. So Keisha slept in his bed. So did you guys stay up late and watch not, no, TV and eat junk food all night? No. No, I have to work. To, <laughs> I have to work in the morning. I get up at 5, but we, uh, I mean, the couch is pretty comfortable. I could nap air every day. But it's just not your bed. Right. But, boy, I slept in. You know, we got to the bed last night because they left yesterday morning, and I was gone. But I'm still making up
1: for it, I guess. Well, they were here two days, so you've had one day back in your bed. Right. So tonight your equilibrium will be balanced. Hopefully. And your lumbar.
2: After this, I might just go on back, go to bed, and tell Keisha she's got to do with the kids herself. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't feeling good, honey. I think I'm sick. Yeah sick of no sleep <laughs> but yeah we've got a whole buttload of rain the past couple days yeah the garden it was running over <laughs> had so much water standing in it
1: they finally lit up on me at work i'm now it's it's so crazy they Work us, you know, sixty plus hours a week for like a month, and now they've cut us back. We're on three twelves, which I'm not complaining. Uh, I'll enjoy the four days off for the next month or two, or how long they want to do it. But well, hurry up well, and wait. Well, yeah, but you're gonna get spoiled with
2: that. Yeah. Then when you have to go back to five days a week, you're gonna be like, oh, uh, this
1: sucks. I'll take the spoiling while I can get
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Take it when you can, I guess.
1: Well, now we have, uh, we're going to pick back up with our Acts Bible study. Chapter 14. Yep, chapter 14. And we're going to finish the whole book today. Are we? No. Oh, I was about to say, that's a lot. We're going to get close to, to, is it like 28 chapters? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Something to that effect. Maybe we'll get to 20. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Why? Why don't you open us up in prayer? All right heavenly father thank you today thank you for the many blessings that you've given us uh, thank you for uh, the gift of your word and uh, being being able to freely read it and talk about it with others and, and just uh, share it on, on the internet with others there's many countries out there that don't have your word in their language or it's restricted and they can't share it with others so we're, we're extremely thankful for that uh, we just pray the holy spirit to uh, settle over the uh, stephen's neighbor's family that's dealing with the death in the family and that's why he couldn't make it today we just pray you comfort them and uh just give them peace and understanding father and uh we just pray over this uh message today uh as ben always says let it reach those who it needs to reach to and just give us discernment over your word and just uh thank you in jesus name amen amen So we're in chapter fourteen in Acts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what'd you think about fourteen, Bud? Well, I feel
2: bad for Paul. (laughs) He's a soldier. He he took a (laughs) beating. Um, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go over this here real quick, but. I'm not the best with these town names, so we'll try our best. <laughs> so Paul and Barnabas, they went out preaching to the Jews and Greeks uh, and many were saved. But once again Jews that didn't believe was you know come into town and start trouble like in chapter 13. I think even 12. And uh, so Paul and Barnabas fled and went to the region. I want to say Laconia. Was that how you'd say
1: that? Which, you know, each translation is different. But in mine, I got uh, Lystria and Derby. Derby, yeah.
2: Well, listen, here said they went to the region of Laconia, and then they visited the towns of... Yeah, that sounds right. Because I figured Lystra's, Laconia, you know, kind of. So that was verses 1 through 7, 8 through 20. While in Lystria, Lystra, they healed a man with crippled feet. And the whole town took that they were gods in human form. They thought that uh, Barnabas was Zeus. And they thought that Paul was Hermes, and I, if I remember right, they thought he was Hermes because he talked a lot. Um, the per, the crowd uh, prepared to offer offer sacrifices to them, and when the apostles heard about it, they ran out into the crowd, tell them, you know, they're only human, and uh, they pretty much ignored them. <laughs> And tried to you know tried to offer them stuff anyway. Let's see here. Um, they said that all you know they were there just to bring the good news, um, of the true living God, and to turn away from worthless things. And I took that like you know they're the gods that they worship because they're not real, you know, they're lowercase G gods whatever. And then the sacrifices and the stuff that they did for them gods were useless in, in the true God's eyes and more likely sinful also. Um uh some Jews arrived from Antioch and Laconium. Isn't that how you say that? Laconia. Laconia. Uh Which, these were the ones that, you know, started trouble before in chapters 12 and 13. Uh, where am I? And one, some of, some of the townspeople to their side, the troublemakers, you know. So, they (laughs) stoned Paul and drug him out of town. You know, left him for dead because they thought they killed him. Um... And I've mentioned this before in one of the previous podcasts. Uh, I like a guy named John Lovell. He does some preaching. He's not a preacher, but, like, he's uh, he was a former Army Ranger, and he's got his own little network. He does more gun stuff, classes, safety courses, medical stuff, all kinds of stuff that he does. But he he's big into Christophanies, and... I don't know which version it says, but one of the versions says that Paul was stoned to death. Right, I can't remember if that's King James or the New King James or. But he's like, it says stoned to death right there. <laughs> so he said, "God, you know, <laughs> God raised him from the dead." <laughs> I don't. I haven't found a version that says that. But it said close to death or
1: something. yeah, mine in uh, verse 19, I got the ESV and it says they uh, they stoned him and then dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead.
2: yeah, so but anyways, he got up and walked back into town. They just don't first off what I find it tells you where their mind is. They first thought they were gods. And went to offer them all kinds of stuff. And then they turn around and stone them. Kill them. Right? So. The. Thought process. I mean if I thought. So and so was a god. And these other people show up. And try to convince me otherwise. Otherwise. And then I turn around and stone them. Like how how much really thought did I put into all of that in order to, to change my mind that quickly? You know what I mean. But anyways, and then the next day they left and went to I want to say Derby. Um. Then twenty one through twenty eight verses twenty one through twenty eight they returned back after they went to Derby, they returned back through the way they came. And encourage and strengthen the believers that, you know, they've, you know, turned or whatever you want to call it. And appointed elders to the church. Um, then returning by ship to Antioch, they told about everything God has done to the church in Antioch that they've established.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice that about the... So I, I noticed. I mean, the where that they, you know, thought they were gods, right? And then the the stoning. But I guess I had overlooked. I thought that he had moved to a different town, but no, all that did happen in the same town. As you were reading, I was going back through and looking yeah. at it to double check. Yeah, they I went. Well, that. well, they went back
2: to in into Lystra. The same day he got stoned, which I'm sure he didn't go back. You know dragging through the streets and saying ha 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 you thought you got me but you didn't you know he probably went to wherever they were staying went to Licky's. his yeah doctored himself (laughs) up but it said that he went back after derby they stopped at every town back through the, the path they come so i think they were in derby maybe a week or two or something i can't remember i didn't write it down
1: but i know they were in derby for a while but yeah, Zeus was the high god, and Hermes was the messenger. Right. So yeah, you were right. That's why they named them the way they did because one was more talkative than the other. Right. Uh. But anyways, uh,
2: they they went back through the towns, and then they went a different route. They went to. Uh, let's see. It, it's like. Pisidia to Pamphia, something like that and then preached the word in Perga and then went down to Attilia and then it says finally they they returned to Antioch of Syria I just didn't write them down because they're hard words to say (laughs) (laughs) So, the one thing that
1: stood out to me was the Jewish hecklers that you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, I
2: mean, and that's the thing. You're talking it's, about some trolls, like
1: man. They, they were trolling big. Yeah, like, I mean,
2: it wasn't even like. It, I mean,
1: they were packing up and following. So, so them, they so wept. they're walking. What kind right? of spirit was or, behind those guys? Yeah, they're you know walking.
2: I mean? They're walking, or they're maybe riding a mule or a horse or what whatever they're doing, riding a cart. So. It's like protesters today yeah don't they got a job they got to show far. up to tomorrow right they're not going <laughs> far well that that could be totally it. Yeah. it could be the modern day yeah you know protesters without getting too political <laughs> but anyways it's like, like, a lot of
1: stuff makes me mad but i gotta work tomorrow man yeah. i can't be going can't up be there and going, pick it i can't in and, be
2: going to knoxville <laughs> to stir up more trouble and then from there be like, oh, I ain't got nothing else to do. We'll go on down to Nashville. Yeah, I heard they're in Nashville. Like, no. But anyways,
1: chapter fifteen. Well, hold up. Look, look, oh, uh, we'll get to the, some of the talking points here. But one, uh, verse two. One thing I thought stood out to me about those hecklers. It says that they poisoned their minds. Yeah, they. You know, but granted them signs and wonders so the people would believe. So it's like it goes to show you, like you know, one. One bad apple can ruin the bundle. You know what I mean? Oh, right. So Because they were believing everything was going good, and then here shows up the hecklers, and they start rounding up some trouble, and next thing you know, everything starts turning. So, I mean, who you surround yourself with is important.
2: And it's also, it's that easy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I, I don't under... We were talking about this today at work. It's. Can't quite remember the topic that we're talking about, but it was probably something political that we don't really want to get into, you know, to cause division. But it was to the point of people are so easy just to fall in line. Oh, herd mentality. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's, thing. It's, We've seen it right here. No, nobody can. It's like I wouldn't say nobody because people do, but it's nobody wants to just think for themselves. You know, it would be it would be like me, for instance. You know, say say I got hurt in the military, and so I go to VA appointments all the time. i I'm, I'm drawing. You know, a little bit that say I'm, dr- I'm drawing 50% disability because, you know, i whatever. I got bone spurs or whatever. My back's jacked up. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, But then I use that as a crutch. Well, I can't, I'm getting disability. I can't get a job.
1: Or you get offered a really high paying job and you're like, well, nah, that'll miss my that, disability.
2: That might mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Cripples and, you. And it, it's, it's, I might be living barely making it, you know, do, do I go get food or do I save money for gas to make it to my next VA appointment? So now I'm just going to starve. That, that's not living. Or you, you pull yourself up, put on your big boy pants. Yeah, my back my back might hurt, but it don't hurt bad enough to where I can't move. You know, well if I go get a desk job somewhere, making phone calls, answering the phone, well I'm not I'm not out shoveling concrete. You know, that would obviously hurt your back more. But now I'm drawing a decent paycheck. Got a little pride in myself. I guess that's a side rant. Yeah, go ahead, say it. <laughs> but come on people let's back it up <laughs> let's back it up here <laughs>
1: the only other thing that I wanted to point out was uh, verse 16 uh, let's see it says in past generations he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways you know I've seen that as referring back to uh, Deuteronomy 32 because they thought, you know, they were Zeus and Hermes, and they were trying to offer all these sacrifices, and he was telling them, you know, no, we're men just like you. You know, we serve the Creator God, the one true God. You know, and he he tells them here, you know, yeah, once you were, you know, the nations were allowed to walk in their own ways because, you know, the the divisions were made at the Tower of Babel. But those days are now over. Yeah,
2: could be, The the days of ignorance are now
1: over. They were there to tell the good news.
2: Yeah, it says, In the past he permitted all nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could uh, scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them.
1: It was referring to Baal, the fertility right. god who they sacrificed and who they thought brought the rains and the crops. But really, right. it was Yahweh. It was,
2: it was God, yeah. And, and I mean, even in that, it's it says, you know, like, as a believer, you know, you step closer to God, he's going to step closer to you. He's not, he's not going to beg you. I'm sure we've talked about this before, you know. But at the same time, he's not gonna let you suffer either. But how much better life will be if you do step towards God. I mean that's that you know, we all have our stories. And that was me. I was I've been saved since I was ten. I knew God was around. But in the army I didn't go to church, I didn't read the Bible. So therefore I knew God was there because some of the situations I was in I should not be here today. By no means. One one instance, my I sh- my shouldn't have a head. But something—I mean, it was like four seconds. Something just said, "You better sit down." And then a huge piece of shrapnel went across the top of my truck. I mean, ripped the <laughs> ripped a little camo net and everything off. But you know, it's it's. Um,
1: he wasn't seeking God in that relationship. I wasn't, yeah,
2: but he but he still was looking over me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though, I mean, he don't... You were the
1: redhead stepchild at that point. I, yeah, he still loved you, seat. cared about yeah. you, but you just, yeah.
2: But, I mean, it's just kind of one of them, as long as you're stepping towards him and showing true, true, I wouldn't say true faith, but, yeah, true faith, true diligence, true, you know, you're honest about it. You're not just trying to look the part, you know, in front of your church buddies or whatever. And then, th- I mean, life's obviously not going to be easy. It's, we live in the world. A whole world of sin, rap- it's around everything.
1: Oh, you have to live is to suffer. You yeah. Know, that's what the Taoists but, say.
2: Suffer but for a reason. But you don't have to suffer
1: painfully. I mean, it's going to, you're going to suffer. Well, for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? It says, you know. That's why I always thought When it says, take up your cross and follow me. Your cross is your suffering. Right. You're going to suffer regardless. But suffer for something with meaning and purpose.
2: Well, then it don't feel so bad as so much as suffering. Just, man, this sucks. You know, you can cry about it in the ditch. Or you can get up and make some progress. And then it might have sucked along the way. But then you can look back and be like, man, look where I come from.
1: Like with Sean. Yeah. Embrace the suck.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you could probably buy a T-shirt that says that. <laughs>
1: all
2: right, fifteen. We got chapter fifteen. So one through five, it talks about while back in Antioch, men from Judah were telling the new believers that they had to follow the law of Moses practically and be circumcised to truly be saved. Uh, they all argued, and Paul, Paul and Barnabas went to Jerusalem um, to, to go talk to the elders there in Jerusalem. When, when arriving, uh, they and the elders talked um, and some of the Pharisees stood up and said Gentiles must follow the old law of Moses. So they're pretty much having I would say probably a heated discussion. Oh yeah, even uses the
1: word you know,
2: sharp. Yeah, <laughs> they had sharp
1: disagreements.
2: Right. So, so they wasn't you know, I'm sure it wasn't too pleasant. Which Paul, knowing who, you know, being Saul, he uh, he's gonna know. He knew it well. He knew it very well. But anyhow, after they so they had a meeting. And after the meeting, Peter stood up and said, God knows their hearts and gives them the Holy Spirit just as they gave to the Jews, right? God had made no distinction between Jews and Gentiles because the way I read that is he didn't hold anything back or give anything extra to one or the other. Well, they, even his vision,
1: yeah. Uh, when we had Ryan Peterson for our Bible study, uh, I can't remember what chapter it was now, but he, he Peter was given the vision of the sheet with the four corners coming down, right? And you know, it was saying that nothing that God makes is unclean. You know, saying that not only was the the food ordinance gone, but also there was no more Jew or Gentile. Right. Everything was clean that God made. Um.
2: So why challenge God's by God by burden? Burdening the Gentile believers by placing them under, well, I, I wrote by placing them under the law, kind, you know, practically, that no one can live live up to. So, so let's see, we are all saved by the under, un, undeserving uh, grace of God. So they decided to write and tell them to abstain from eating food offered to idols. From sexual immorality, from eating meat strangled, or of strangled animals, and consuming blood. And then it said that uh, Paul and Barnabas went, well, that's later, um, they went back to Antioch with some other people from Jerusalem. So it wasn't like you know it was kind of like their their way of saying, "Hey, what this man's saying did come from us because witnessing they, they have people from Jerusalem and Paul and Barnabas going back, so so there's not contradicting stories. And then uh, Paul and Barnabas kind of got in a little fuss over taking. I didn't write his name down uh, uh, Mark. Yeah. John Mark. Yeah. Taking Mark, uh, with them because Mark kind of bailed out on them once before. Yeah. So Paul was, (laughs) Paul was like, no, he's just going to bail out on us again. And I guess they chose sides and got a little scuffle and, uh, they went their separate ways doing their things. And, uh, Let's see, Barnabas took Mark, and then Paul took, who'd Paul take? Or did am I disagreed? Paul and Silas. Paul took Silas
1: with him. And then they went their different ways to different areas. And see, this, it reminded me of, uh, you know, what's going on today with, you know, the Hebrew roots. You know, yeah. they're trying to get us to... It's, follow it's, the law it's and everything like it's the same spirit that come across yeah. these people here is coming back and trying to deceive and put the chains back on the people once again you know verse 10 that's one of my my favorite verses to go to when people want to talk about this you know he said plainly why are you putting god to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we could bear you know this wasn't paul this was peter you know, the one that said, on this rock I will build my church. Yeah. And then goes and even writes instruction letters to all the people and says, you know, basically just, you know, hey, this is what's important, guys. You know, just abstain from sexual immorality, food, sacrifice, idols, blood, and strangled things. And it even says, if you keep this, you will do well. It does. You know, that's what's important.
2: And and that also takes care of the food. Yeah. It don't say don't eat unclean animals or, you know, like the old Hebrew law says. It said don't eat nothing sacrificed. Don't drink its blood. Don't do sexual relations with it. Because I mean, you're talking about animals and blood. That sexual immorality,
1: to me, says with the animals and the fertility goddesses too that time they would have temple prostitutes you know for the fertility goddess you know Baal and everything else and they would have all these you know sexual orgies you know in parts of their their rights and stuff to try to bring the rain so he was saying you know just abstain from sexual immorality and all that stuff and And, hey bro you're gonna be good yeah and and
2: strangled animals which
1: I don't know yeah, I, don't I know, know that, that's one strangled. thing I, I didn't really look into. I mean, into. I guess if, if you it's like, part of like a ritual or something back maybe. then. Maybe.
2: But, I mean, it says strangled animals, and the only thing I can think of would be like if you're trapping stuff.
1: I mean, I just, I mean, the I just reason assumed behind it was like that. a ritualistic type thing. It might be. Let's see, what verse was that? Let me see if my study Bible says anything about that. It's 28 and 29. Um, you must... Yeah, 29, yeah.
2: But also, um, while you're looking that up, like we're talking about, you know, placing practically under the old law, if you do that, you're just about saying that Christ's death on the cross wasn't good enough. As if it's invalid. And obviously, that's not the case. Because... It was the perfect lamb that is the only thing that's mentioned numerous times in the New Testament that saves us from our sins.
1: What you got? Still looking? See, I don't have nothing in my study Bible, but I was trying to do like a quick little Google search. Uh, But one thing that I do want to mention before we move on was uh, verse 37 and 39. was, Was Paul and Barnabas in their argument i love how this shows their humanity yeah and that they're human you know and these are brothers in christ they didn't agree they had a you know it says a sharp argument i i didn't split like their it's... separate ways but they still kept carrying out the mission that they had to do right. with one accord so this shows me they might
2: have had a falling out with each other but they still had the same had strong mission. enough faith that they they come to an understanding hey we're not going to get along anymore. Let's just go our own ways. We'll pick us our, you know, pick us up a little patty one <laughs> to, tra- you know, train as we go, you know, to disciple to them a little bit, you know, as
1: we're discipling to everybody else, kind of. Yeah, uh, I couldn't really find anything uh, on the strangulation, but I, I just That's, wonder if it was ritualistic. But I seen somebody made a little blurb like a little blog or whatever saying yeah. that, that they thought maybe that that was the custom of the roman people instead of like killing the animals like slitting their throats or whatever they might have right. strangled them so maybe. maybe that was a. and that
2: could have been something to do with certain sacrifices you had to
1: strangle them because you they couldn't be cut or i don't know yeah some kind of ritualistic type thing yeah all right so chapter 16, 16. you may take that yeah, one yeah you uh, I got my notes here it says uh, you know Paul goes to Derby and to Lystria and met a disciple Timothy Timothy who had a Jewish mother and Greek father you know Paul inv- invites Timothy to come with him so he circumcised him so he would be better accepted by the Jewish people where they were going you know even though the last chapter You know they deemed that this was not necessary but they still done and i thought that was you know well kind of stood out paul goes back to lystra where he got stoned yeah so now he's went back this is the third time but then uh you're talking about some difficult words i actually looked this up and that way i could pronounce it right uh in phrygia (laughs) and galatia the holy spirit forbid them to speak a word in asia Even in uh, Mysia, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go into uh, Bithynia. See, has another one I had to look up. (laughs) And uh, Paul goes to Macedonia instead. And Philippi, not the Mount Hermon Hermon Philippi, a different one, uh, met a woman who was a believer. And there stayed with her and her family uh, for several days. And they preached and cast out demons. But once again, they were jailed and beaten and what was crazy is while they were there, they actually uh, converted a prison guard. That was a uh, kind of my overview of the thing. Was a, uh, I thought it was, uh, it stood out to me. Number one was in verse three. You know, Timothy's circumcision. You know, even though it wasn't required, you know, this shows Timothy's dedication, and how this act actually influenced Jewish people to believe in his conversion. Because, you know, he was getting, like he you was, said, he was getting all this hostility from other Jews. Right. So here's this guy, and, you know, he was known in that area, Timothy was. They, they knew two, his mother. and a, Yeah, and they and knew he Greek was uncircumcised. Father. So for him to believe and say, yes, this, you know, Paul's preaching the truth, him getting this, you know, can you imagine me or As you not adult? being circumcised and all of a sudden getting circumcised? I mean, that would show that uh, something pretty profound changed yeah. in our thinking. Yeah. Because if if you're not a man,
2: men take that area to be a
1: a little sensitive
0: and prideful, (laughs) I guess. Yeah,
1: I'm sure they can imagine. (laughs) But it's like. I guess that would be how you would. But it's also like a little bit of a, you know, kind of like a Jedi mind trick, too. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, if these people see you're circumcised, they're going to be more willing to listen to you. My question, though, to that point is, who's going around and saying,
2: hey, look, I'm circumcised? I guess they, they, they might want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I don't believe you. Whip it out. <laughs> I don't believe you. Show us your nuggets. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe wow. you. Wow. Okay. Did I go wow. too far? Wow. They'll have Steven here to, 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 to me hold me back. back. Yeah. Well, I won't. Don't worry <laughs> no, about me. No, you'll
0: whip me and send me out. <laughs> my name's Nick. I'm the owner of Kevlar Joe's, and I'm the roaster. I'm an Air Force Security Forces veteran, a dad to three wild boys, and a husband to my wife, Crystal, and a coffee enthusiast. From a family in a small town in Missouri, we started with the simple idea of crafting a perfectly bold cup of coffee. Inspired by wellness and countless pots of stale coffee while deployed, we wanted to craft a bold, clean, and smooth coffee. So we did, and we realized we wanted to share this coffee with our friends. Lord knows we could all use a good cup of coffee right about now. From the farm to your coffee cup, there's nothing like a good, well-crafted, and bold cup of coffee. No matter what time of the day, it's there to pick you up, motivate you, and relax you. We hope you enjoy our coffee. Be bold, be humble, be Kevlar. And you can find Kevlar Joe's Coffee Company anytime you want at www.kevlarjoe.com. And for listeners of the Dig Bible Podcast, use the code, all caps, DIG20, whenever you're checking out to get a 20% off discount. Enjoy.
1: But uh, verse 6 and 7, you know, the Holy Spirit forbid them to speak in Asia, you know, they passed through, you know, Phrygia and Galatia. Then the Holy Spirit of Jesus blocked them from entering uh, Bithynia. You know, they, but they did on the like the second or third pass through. But in Second Peter, you know, Peter writes to the churches of Bithynia. And I think it's uh, First Peter chapter 1. Uh, but Proverbs sixteen nine says, The mind of a man plans his way but the Lord directs his steps you know Paul's told no here but gets a big yes later when he's given a vision God had plans to bring the gospel to Europe and uh, Jacques Ellul, uh he has a book called uh, Trail Trail of the West you know he's a Christian sociologist and he says that this was the most significant act in Western history was when Paul set sail to go to Europe. I thought well, that was very interesting. You know, well, you think anywhere you you to yeah, go preach the gospel would be a good thing, but you know here specifically well, God been, told him not it to. It could
2: have been they wasn't ready for it yet. Exactly. You know, God knows. You know, obviously God knows everything. He'd be like, Paul, if you go, you're gonna die. Yeah. You better, and which we'll see too don't in go chapter right seventeen
1: now. why it was so important for yeah Paul to go because that message he delivered to those people i don't think anybody else could have delivered it like he did right so there was a plan god's always got a plan always in uh, verse uh 16 through 20 you know paul encounters a slave girl with the powers of divination you know she kept crying out these are the servants of the most high god who proclaim to you the way of salvation You know, it says Paul then becomes annoyed and casts out the spirit in Jesus' name. then she loses her powers to see the future. And her owners become really upset and grab him up and take him in front of the magistrates. And when I read that, I was like, she's proclaiming their authenticity. You know, she's saying, these are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. I kind of wonder if it was like a mocking that's what my wife said that's what i was going to say i didn't you know that's why perspective and other people's yeah stuff is so important because she was like well who's saying that she's saying you know, that in a like, good way like, she could be antagonizing oh, yeah they're
2: saying da, da, da." yeah and then paul says yeah a demon come out of her and he's gone and then now the owners
1: are like what the crap yeah, you've got my income yeah yeah, I never thought of it like that until she mentioned it, and then I can actually picture it in my head, you know, her following behind, yeah. mocking them. Oh, this is your servants of the Most High God. They're here to save you, you and know, it, and, and people were she, laughing.
2: And, and, well, and if she was, you know, a person that a lot of them went to to get their fortune told. And obviously they did because they right. made a good living off of it. They were upset. So, so the people would – her mocking them is swaying the crowd – Yeah.
1: You know. But, uh, you know, for for Pyle to become annoyed, you know, this spirit must have been taunting him. Uh, That's what I got in here. Uh, That's the only
2: thing I think it could be. Because, you know, if if she was genuine about it, why would – well, first off, she wouldn't have a demon in her if she was genuine about it.
1: You know, because the demon wouldn't let it happen. So – but I think about uh, the same thing, like with uh, the spirit that's behind these hecklers, the Jewish people that was following Paul oh, yeah. and Barnabas everywhere they yeah. went. The same spirit in this uh, woman right here. And you see it all the time, even like with the internet trolls. You know, you see it all the time. You could be a Buddhist and talk about Buddha and enlightenment and all this stuff. Nobody will ever attack you if they don't agree with you. Right. Soon as you talk about Christianity, yeah, you can be the an atheist. I mean, on. don't matter whatever you believe, everybody's cool with what you believe because it don't affect them. Yep. But just as soon as you start t- talking about God, Yahweh, Jesus Christ, it just awakens this demonic spirit inside of these people, and they just attack you. I had one gentleman; I was trying not to, you know, be ugly with him, but he found our page and started commenting on everything. I mean, everything. Like, digging through my posts to find stuff yeah. I'd done months ago. And uh, calling me ignorant and all kinds of names, making fun of me and all this stuff. And I just, you know, I asked him, I said, well, this God that you say you don't believe in doesn't exist, and I'm an idiot and dumb redneck for believing it, it's got you pretty upset if he doesn't exist. So, yeah, are you what? going around. To all the little children that believe in Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Yeah. And getting this angry and upset at them. Because I don't see you doing that. So it's obviously em- there's a reason. It's the Jewish people going town to town. Yeah. Like why, why, if
2: you don't, if I don't believe the sky is orange. And you're going around talking about the sky is orange. Okay. You're crazy. Go on. and <laughs> I, I'm not going to waste my time. Because if I do, it's a, obviously a waste of time.
1: So that's that's You just the, got killed with kindness. You know what i done to that guy, though? It was so funny. And my wife, she used to tell me, you know, which the Lord ain't done with me yet, okay? So don't judge me. But uh, he just kept commenting, commenting, commenting. So finally I just said, uh, I said, look, I said, I just want to thank you. I said, because here recently you've been my top contributor, and every time you comment, you're improving improving my Facebook algorithm, algorithm yeah. and more people are getting to see the gospel just because of your actions. In the past week, I've reached four thousand more people with my reels. So thank you for helping spread the word of God, doing your part. Oh, you know that burning up. I don't care what they say. And then I, then I, he kept on, and at yeah. that point he was belligerent, cussing me and stuff. So I had to block him, but. Good times. Wow. (laughs) But once again, verse 23 and 24, he's beaten and put into prison.
2: Like always.
1: Yep. And then uh, verse 25 through 30 talks about, you know, where he was beaten and put in prison. They were praying and singing hymns. And suddenly a great earthquake. And the doors open, and everyone's chains are loosened. The jailer worked to find the doors open, thinking the prisoners had fled and tried to fall on his own sword. But Paul stopped him. And then he asked what it took to be saved. And him and his whole household, household were saved and baptized. Two things stood out to me was, you just got beaten again, threw in prison again. And y'all are in there singing praises to God and and celebrating. It's, and then the earthquake comes. Yeah. It's, so it's like, it makes me think like, if we were to celebrate in our trials and tribulations, maybe God would show up in a big way. Yeah, but it also shows the faith He had.
2: He he's looking at it like, okay, I'm spread, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm spreading the word, like like God commanded me to. Obviously, just like how we're talking about other people, you're gonna have pushback there's no way you're not going to have pushback that's the part of the burden of carrying your own cross you're going to have but that's it's like picture it from a military standpoint your life is the war that you're raging that's a battle each person you come across that you that you talk to will be a battle that will go down as a win or a loss. But the war is not over. I mean, if you if you do some history with, like, say, George Washington at the very beginning of founding this country, the first year he was demolished. He couldn't – he'd take one step forward and get thrown back 20 feet, like – we didn't win nothing, but yet here we are as a country, right? So, it's, the way I look at it is, you know, all these towns that he went through, he's making believers. That's his wins, right? He gets thrown in jail. That might be a lost battle, but he's still fighting. So, so in jail, he gives it, it's his opportunity To talk to the jailer. That's a battle. He won won that battle, right? But it's also to the point to say his faith is he's still going, knowing that the, the chance of being thrown in jail is still there, right? And then... He does it anyways, obviously. And then, doing the right thing when he has the opportunity to flee. He's jailed, yeah, right? He run, yeah. Just because old Bubba and his cowboy friends come and throw a stick of dynamite on the wall and bust him out of jail, doesn't mean that you're free to go. By legal standards right if you're put in jail because you did something wrong or whatever they they think you did something wrong you're free to go when they say that you're free to go so that that to me is what what is like wow because he stayed there and he's like hey 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 hey, don't dude don't kill yourself look we're all still here and it wasn't just him it was all of them none of them fled He said, don't kill yourself. We're all still here. And then that, even the people who was in jail with him, who he obviously also swayed, understood enough to not run when the walls fell down.
1: And also, too, as we see the next day, they're ordered to be released because the magistrates found out that they unlawfully beat Roman citizens. Paul had a dual citizenship; he right. had a Roman citizenship, so it was illegal for him to be beaten and thrown into prison without, you know, going uh, to court and being, right. you know, going through all the official proceedings that a Roman citizen gets. Because even when they go to release him, he says, "No, I'm not going nowhere. You have the magistrates come here." You know, right. he, he wanted them to, you know, grovel and wiggle a little bit and squirm. Because all it would took was a letter to the, to Caesar or whoever, right? And probably had them guys, you know, them guys severely. arrested,
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, and then that's also, another. He didn't, he didn't. What's the word I'm looking for? He didn't throw a fit. Yeah. You know, he understood that him going to jail. He might have, I mean, how many people were in the jail? I don't think it says. But say, say there was five other people in there with him plus the jailer and his whole family. He might have had eight kids. I mean, Paul could have just saved 20 people. You know, the kids, his wife, maybe their parents, maybe a brother and his
1: children. You never know. It's a prime example of uh, know that God has a plan and try to make the best yeah. of any situation. Yeah. Well, uh, you got notes on 17? All right, well, looking at chapter 17, uh, before we go there, uh, we got a, a special treat for you guys. We had Brian Godawa uh, on the show with us, and he did a, a, a deep dive just on chapter 17 and some of the themes of that, but that will be coming after this study here, so we'll give you our uh, just our breakdown of it on here on our Acts Bible study, and then later we'll give you the uh, Brian Godawa uh, Gnostic enlightenment, as he calls it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, he had a lot. Well, anyhow, so Paul and Silas shows up at Thessalonia, uh, Thessalonica. It's got a C in there. I guess that's how it's said. Yeah. Thessalonica. Thessalonica.
1: You gotta say it, mere how Chad used to say it. Mm-mm. Thessalonica. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they uh, they went to the synagogue for three Sabbaths in a row, and preached to the people. Some understood and joined joined them, and other Jews were jealous and started trouble once again. Right? Uh, Paul and Silas in Berea, they, you know, I guess, so they, they went to Berea. Um, Paul and Silas in Berea, they again went to the synagogue in Berea, Was more open. uh, The people were more open-minded, and many followed after, and searched the scriptured, the scriptures, and finding that it to what Paul and Silas are saying, found that it to be true. Um, Thessalonica heard about the people of Thessalonica heard about Berea, and came to start more trouble. Paul was sent to Athens where he sent back word to Silas and Timothy to join him there in Athens. And then Paul was troubled with all the idols in Athens, so he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and then spoke in the square daily and debated with the... I don't know how to say that the philosophers. Yep. There's I guess those are types of philosophers, I don't know. But which said he was blabbering, right? So they're kind of making fun of him. So goes so this is where it gets cool. So Paul goes to the city council and tells them about the God about God and creation um that And that our purpose is to seek and follow God. He was overlooked. Oh, hold on. Yeah, he has overlooked the old ways. But now he has sent a day of judging and appointed a man to judge, pouring or proving it was Jesus by raising him from the dead. So... That's just kind of the quick overview, but like you know, we interviewed that the the guy you're talking about. I can't remember his Brian Godawa. Yeah, but so when he went to Athens, they had all kinds of you know Zeus and all kinds of different gods and and their little temples and all that kind of stuff. Well, they had a they had a little area for the god that's unknown. You know, kind of almost kind of like a like out just there just in case we missed one. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> a safety net. <laughs> yeah. And and so he kind of used their religion against them. He he met them in the middle. He says, "Hey, I see I see, you know, he's kind of, you know, facetious. Fas- well, facetious but slick. You know,
1: that's what but you know, facetious, it's like a like a playful smart aleck. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, he, but he was sly about it, you know. He's like, Hey, I see you guys, you know, you guys are religious, all this stuff. Y'all you know, but but I seen that, that unknown God. I know who that God is. So he you know, he catches him in that little you know, he kinda
0: Finds their favor
2: yeah they he finds their favor gets their full attention and then unloads on them which is pretty darn awesome but like I said you know like we we're talking about these past chapters you know they're they're all they're they're spreading the gospel but you have them Jews that just wants to
1: start trouble yeah same the time. ones what do you got on it let's see uh you know, I, I talked about the, the the Jewish mob once again the same spirit behind those people following them around uh, well one thing I thought really stood out to me was verse 6 you know when they drugged the men in front of the the magistrates again you know you know they said these men have turned the world upside down and now they have come here yeah you know Luke 10 uh, 18 says you know, he saw Satan fall like lightning you know Satan offered the kingdoms of the world to Jesus in his temptation in the wilderness. You know, yep. he says it's mine to give to whom I please. You know, in Revelation, he gives it to the, you know, the beast and the dragon. So it's obviously his. You know what I mean? Well, so it, it's like it is his, now. They're coming and taking it. Yeah, and, and they're turning everything upside down again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like it shows the effect that they were having in that region, and the word was traveling. You know,
2: well, and that's the same thing. What's wild? I mean, was it Sunday or was it yesterday? I can't remember. Were you there Sunday?
1: No, we went to that other church Sunday. Well, no, wait a minute. No, that we were there Sunday because yeah. we could hardly find a seat. Right. So you offered me to sit on your lap. Yeah, I mean, you know, a seat's a seat. That was brotherly of you. I was, I tried.
2: <laughs> um, he didn't take it. You know, my wife it made me got jealous. sad. But. <laughs> but anyways um he was I can't remember if it was Sunday or Wednesday night but he was talking about how when Jesus was on the donkey rode up to Jerusalem Palm Sunday and then he he cried you yeah, know never made it yeah. he, he turned and, and he said soon there will not be a st- rock upon a rock right and it, it's this you know this is what 20 years after 15 years after he died you know he ascended uh, how many years do you th- would it I, I don't well, i don't know it's
1: within like 50 years because okay, i know the later okay so laters. 70
2: years after jesus rome destroyed jerusalem tore yeah, the temple e- was destroyed yeah every 70 tore everything down right so it's it's to the point of which they killed Jesus even though they found Jesus not guilty the Jews wanted Jesus dead because it threatened their way of life the Pharisees way of life right the people they're swaying here are probably I mean I'm sure some Pharisees get swayed but it's the normal everyday Joe, right? So, um, but you have these possibly Pharisees or helpers of Pharisees that are possibly the ones causing the trouble because it don't specify. But you know,
1: back there's no welfare back back in these days. Well, even the so, ones that, sit, that are sitting their dogma. You yeah. know what I mean? They've raised in it their whole life, and right. they well, believe what they're told, and they don't search the Scriptures. Right. And so they just believe the what man has taught them instead of what the Scriptures say. That's what I, really stood out to me about uh, the whole deal with uh, Thessalonica and all that, because it says that, you know— I can't remember the exact town now off the top of my head, but the one they went to after Thessalonica. You know, Thessalonica they didn't believe well some believed but a lot didn't and they ended up having to run to this other town. Right. That said specifically that these were more noble than the ones in Thessalonica. They They searched the scriptures daily to see if it were so. And that's how we need to be. You know, if we are told something by somebody, we need to search the scriptures and see if it's so. We need to dig. And that's one thing we try to do here. You know, we try to dig through the word of God. Right.
2: Well, what I was getting at is Jesus foreseen all of this. You know, he knew it was going to happen. And that's why he wept, is he knew that his word would get spread. But yet, you know, if the Jews were like, okay, yeah, whatever, that's bull crap. There's Paul again, out here. Talking this craziness. Like it, you know, like saying the sky's orange. You know what I'm saying? There goes Ben again with his crazy orange sky. There's Ben that flat earther guy. Yeah, and just let it be. You know what I'm saying? There's no trouble. Just, I get mocked all the time because I'm stupid or whatever. But they literally had riots. Yeah. And it said that. Trying to shut them up. Yeah, and that was the thing is. Paul's out you know and all these disciples go in other places you know this is just talking about Paul but they're out spreading the word of Christ who Christ foreseen with all these mobs and riots is why Jerusalem got destroyed because the Romans were like I've had enough and just practically put them out it's like they kicked him out of the house. Which, it just kind of came to me when we are reading this. But, I mean, that's literally, if this was 50, it's just building and building and building that that hot box of tension between the Jews and the Romans. Even though Paul and him trying to do the right thing, you have the Jews that are acting out, which ended up destroying... I mean, it practically destroyed the the Jewish nation for a while.
1: Yeah, Which, uh, I don't
2: know why I need to say that, but th- there you go. There you go.
1: <laughs> but uh, verse nineteen, you know, he he's preaching in the marketplace, you know, for several days, and the philosophers, you know, invite him to uh, Aeropagus Aero, to speak. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. It's but, one of them weird words. Yeah, you know? but uh, my translation. Uh, They called him a babbler. And when I was reading in my study notes, it says that this is uh, one who picks up seeds derived from an older and less common meaning of Lego, which means pick up. So there you go. Legos, toys, means pick up. But it says, it suggests that one pecks at ideas like a chicken pecks at seed then spouts them off without fully understanding. So they were saying, you know, know, yeah, he's just a babbler. That's what they were referring to. They were referring to a a chicken that just pecks at seeds, just gets tidbits of information, and then just starts spouting off at the mouth like they know everything, but they really don't have a clue. That sounds familiar too, don't it? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like argument in today's world. Yeah. But uh, Aeropagus... You know, was also known as the Hill of Ares. You know, this was a court with extensive authority over civil and religious life of Athens. It exercised jurisdiction, especially in matters of religion and morality. He either addressed them on the Hill of Ares, which is known as uh, Mars Hill, below the Acropolis, or it was northwest of the Acropolis in the royal uh, colonnade. So I thought that was pretty cool, and like you said, it was just how he met them where they were, took what they knew and what was familiar to them, and brought them in with that, and then exposed them with the truth. Right. You know, because, you know, a lot of Christian, you know, like protesters, you know, like we got that episode, at this point it would be done released, but, you know, from queer to Christ, you know, he was talking about, you know, how christians you know mean spirited christians turned him against god he said all the christians he's seen didn't come at him with love and concern they come with him with uh, condemnation You're going to hell yeah you know god you god god, god hates fags paint. and yeah. god created aids to kill the queers and you know and we don't need to be like that we don't you you, you know you need to meet you people catch where they're at flies
2: with sugar with vinegar yeah or however that saying goes you you, yeah you can't i mean and obviously it's hard because sometimes you look at people and just be like
1: people can just be stupid yeah and you're supposed to love the individual but hate the sin yeah and it's easy to find those passages that beat people over the head but you also gotta give them passages that Give them hope and and build them up and it, encourage them. Also, it's
2: definitely hard to do. Mm. Nothing says it's gonna be easy.
1: <laughs> Lord ain't done with us yet, right?
2: No, that's right.
1: Well, chapter eighteen in progress. Yeah, in progress. <laughs> Work in progress. Under construction. That's right. But chapter eighteen, you know, once again, they're it's just repeating pattern. They're just traveling around in this big circle you know, in Asia Minor and to uh, Greece and Europe and then getting on a boat and coming back to uh, Antioch and they're just making these big these big passes. But in uh, chapter 18, you know, they leave Athens for Corinth and he makes a friend with a fellow tent maker and stays with him and his wife for quite some time teaching in the synagogues on the Sabbath. You know, this is something he, you know, usually done. But he, he gets frustrated at the stiff-necked Jews and proclaims that he will now only go out to the Gentiles. He stays there for one and a half years. And until this point, that's the longest he ever stayed in one place to this point. And, uh, you know, he goes to Ephesus. And and once again, that gets to the whole, uh, you get tired of people sometimes. (laughs) But uh, from Ephesus, he goes to Caesarea and then back to Antioch. You know, he finally makes his way through Galatia and Phrygia where the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow him the time before. So this was like on their thir- their third pass. So the third time was the charm. <laughs> but uh, verse 2, you know, where it talks about you know he met uh, the Jewish husband and wife and it says that they were from Italy. Uh, their names were Aquila and Priscilla. You know, Claudius, his expulsion of the Jews from Rome in AD 49 seems to be uh resulted from a disturbance in the Jewish synagogues created by the Christian message. So this shows, you know, like we were talking about the time frame this was more than likely around 49 AD because there was so much upheaval in the Jewish synagogues because the Christians were going around and proclaiming the good news of Christ and and stirring up in their eyes trouble and strife. So then he just claudius just kicked out all the the jewish people from rome at that time and that's where uh aquila and priscilla had came from or out of but verse three aquila you know says that he was a tent maker also so they lived and worked together for almost two years you know this is the time that paul mentions in first corinthians in chapter nine when he said that he you know quote unquote he supported himself know he made his own money and didn't get right. any support from other people
2: well they get support from the so-called church yeah churches that he's established yeah it's kind of like like a modern day missionary missionary the church kind of helps support mm-hmm. the missionary practically
1: yeah in, in verse six i thought this was interesting you know when he uh, said that he wouldn't proclaim the gospel to them anymore he was going out to the gentiles Uh, It says that he shook his garments You know this was a sign of rejection You know he was taking The message to the Gentiles In Ezekiel chapter 33 uh, Verses 1 through 7 You know the blood Means the responsibility For your judgment From God You know he told them the truth And they rejected it so you know it's, It's now on them I wonder if that's where the
2: saying Dust yourself off and you know which obviously, you're dusting the dirt off, but get kicked off a horse, dust yourself off, get back on it. Like yeah. you're rejecting that horse bucking you off. You didn't get back on. Yeah. You're shaking it off. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shake it off. Maybe not, but possibly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I uh, also have verse 12. You know, Paul was taken before the authorities once again. And uh, just like Pilate with Jesus, you know, he found no fault in Paul. And made the people release him. Right.
2: And then later Paul returned back to Antioch.
1: Yeah. So verse, or sorry, chapter 19, uh, Paul comes to Ephesus, you know, even though they believed, they hadn't received or heard of the Holy Spirit. You know, they only received what they called, in quotations, uh, John's baptism. So Paul lays hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. You know, it says that he remained there for two years. So this was the longest time he stayed in one place. And this also shows why there's a whole book of Ephesians. Because this, you know, he had a lot of time here. But uh, it says that many miracles and healings and exorcisms took place. And some of the Jewish non-believers even tried to use Jesus' name on demons for exorcism to no avail. That even magicians were converted and they burned their books. You know, even a silversmith started a riot because everybody was converting and nobody was buying idols anymore. So he was out of work. Man. <laughs> Maybe
2: she got in a different line of work. Yeah, no doubt. Printing Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might have been before their time, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the Gutenberg hadn't come along yet. Yeah. But uh, verse 6 where it talks about the uh, the Holy Spirit came upon them. You know, they received... The new covenant in fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit something that happened to Jesus' disciples for the first time at the day of Pentecost. You know They had not previously known about Jesus' death and resurrection, so their earlier belief was one of looking forward to the Messiah to come, a state similar to that of the Old Testament believers. But their speaking in tongues and prophesying was an outward demonstration and verification of their receiving of the Holy Spirit. So imagine, you know, you're you're told about the good news of Christ and you are professing that you believe and then you are brought to the river and and baptized and now you're saying, you know, you're a, you know, new creation in Christ and you know I mean this is all all new to you. And then this guy shows up and he's like, "Well, what have you guys been doing with the with the Holy Spirit, you know?" And they're like, "Do what?" What's this Holy Spirit you speak of? Yeah. Oh, you know, when when you when you were baptized, you know, and start speaking in tongues and healing the sick and they're like, We got gypped on that part. <laughs> we, you know, we no, we just got dipped in some water, bro. So then he immediately just starts laying hands on them. And can you imagine, you know, being like that, then all of a sudden, you know, you start getting, you know, visions and you start to prophesy and speaking in tongues and healing the sick and it had to be a a very wild experience and it just it spread like wildfire and it makes you wonder if i hear people all the time say you know god doesn't move like he did back then you know we're we're not healing the sick we're not you know uh healing the blind and the lame and god's not separating the red sea and, and and doing all these things so i mean it it should cause some self-reflection and ask yourself well are we like the guys in uh, ephesus have we just received uh, the the baptism of john and right. not the holy spirit
2: i mean that I can cut a little deep. Yeah. You know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it does. It makes you really think.
2: It, it does make you like, man, am I
1: just playing or do I truly believe? Well, obviously, I mean, I, I don't think it's that you don't believe. I mean, these guys, I believe they truly believe. Well, it's just they, uh, well I, only I guess had that's part of, a of the book.
2: poor – I think that's a poor – Poor use of words. I think, I mean, because, you know, we believe, but we're not out using the Holy Spirit. So we're just like almost meeting them halfway. You know, it's like, hey, I took you to, I've paid for you to go to guitar lessons for 20 years, but you don't ever play the guitar. You have the skill. You, you learn, have the ability.
1: You learn the one song, or you learn yeah. a one chord progression. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You've got the ability to play, but you just don't want to play. So you're you're squandling your gift. So that, that almost says, are we
1: squandling our gift? Yeah, it definitely uh, is convicting and makes you think. Yeah. But one thing stood out to me was uh, verse 12. It mentions uh, handkerchiefs and aprons. It says uh, that the people, uh, you know, there was the Holy Spirit was just running so wild that people were being healed, you know, and demons being exercised, and just, you know, even talked about, you know, witches and magicians were converting and, and burning their books that it was just so crazy that even handkerchiefs and stuff that Paul had touched were being passed around, you know, like, like holy relics, like they had power in them just because Paul had touched them. You know, it says, uh, these were not magical objects. This is uh, my study notes. You know, these were not magical objects. You know, when you, t- you think about uh, the the Catholic Church, you know, and all their, their oh, holy yeah. relics and stuff, yeah. you know. But rather, the Holy Spirit was pleased to manifest his power presence so strongly through Paul that the Spirit's presence sometime remained evident in connection with objects that Paul had touched as had happened at Samaria Cyprus Philippi the powerful forces of pagan magic and religion connected to demonic activity were confronted by the far more powerful work of the Holy Spirit ministering through Paul and it makes you wonder if that's you know kind of where the blessing of holy water and maybe. prayer cloths that you see on TV these evangelists and selling prayer these beads. yeah and selling these prayer yeah. cloths and things like that if that's maybe where this kind of you know originated from
2: right and it almost is kind of to the fact of say was it Moses who pleaded and said sorry Lord that I used your the power you gave me so, so weakly. So yeah. weakly, you know, because he had, you know, like Egypt, the staffs and Moses threw his staff down and it ate the other, other snakes, right? Isn't that how it happened? Yeah. But instead of it being a snake, what if he threw it down and it turned into a a lion, you know, or you know, whatever? Yeah. And then whoa devoured the guys instead of <laughs> just their sna- their their own staffs like you know yeah the, the I mean
1: it's I don't know it's wild and I I mentioned this verse here in thir- uh, verse 13 where we've done the the power in the name episode yeah you know well if there's power in the name
2: well then they should have been healing people right here
1: yeah and then you get to verse 13 this shows you know, a good example it says Then some of the, sorry, lost my place. Then some of the interant Jews exorcists undertook, then some of the Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize. But who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. See, mine says that,
2: they said, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. And then it says about the, but one time they tried it, and the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled. And was naked, you know, come out naked and battered. I mean, that's, you know, it's 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 like they had no faith,
1: or they so, didn't even believe themselves. That's cause what they I'm didn't saying. Say they had Jesus yeah. Christ whom we serve. They said, yeah. "Oh, who Paul." Yeah. Proclaims,
2: but but it's it's they had no faith at all.
1: Well, they thought it was a magic trick. It was an well, incantation. Well, too, they yeah. could have said the right way or pronounced it the right, right way and used it. But no, it, it's about relationship. But like we're saying,
2: it ain't about just saying a name. It's the intent
1: behind well, it. Well, well, I heart. think
2: it's also almost to the point of saying, I, I'm saved. So now I, I. Jesus says, I've accepted that Jesus has laid claim on me. So now I belong to Jesus. So now I can say, my big brother says. With authority. And if, if you want to fight me, my big brother's going to come over here and stomp your tail. You you know, you fight me, you fight him kind of thing. As the so Southerners
1: say, he's going to come over and stomp a mud hole in your rear end. Yeah and splattered all over never mind you got any more southern A W S whooping phrases we always just we're going to give you a dirt nap dirt nap so open up a can it. of
2: open up a whoop, can of shift A double hockey sticks that's what I always know no that's H E double hockey yeah.
1: sticks Yeah. That's I don't know we usually just say it. And if you guys haven't listened, it's already trouble. side note. Google Christian curse words. You will get a good laugh. Yeah. I cannot remember the guy's name. I know it's not Brad Stein. We've had him on the show before. But this is another guy. And he goes on. He, he has people email him Christian curse words. And it's probably like a 10, 15-minute rant. And some of them are just hilarious. You know, jumping only, Jehoshaphat.
2: I could only imagine. Jeepers creepers. My mama would say oh fiddle sticks. Yeah, fiddlesticks. Yeah. And then uh but Toot. You don't play you don't play a fiddle <laughs> oh, with toot. You don't play fiddles with sticks, so I don't
1: I don't know. Shut the front door. Yeah. Anyway. Back it up. Let's back it up here. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> hey, guys. Let's back it up here. <laughs> well, before we move on to 20, we'll close off with 20. Uh, I was wanting to uh, talk about this guy, Demetrius, just a little bit. Demetrius. The guy that was the silversmith. Okay. That started the riot. And it starts in uh, verse 21. It says, Now after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and... Achia to go to Jerusalem saying after I have been there I must also see Rome and having sent to Macedonia two of his helpers Timothy and Aretas he himself stayed in Asia for a while about that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way and that's another term that they use for Christians yeah you know, that was way. what
2: they called themselves the yeah. way
1: they didn't call them Christians the
2: non-believers Jewish slash Romans called them Christians, which
1: means Christ-like. Yeah, little Christs, which meant to be a a term of, uh, to make fun of them, but it's actually a term of endearment, to be like Christ. But uh, verse 24, For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth. And you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is danger not only that this trade of ours may come into dispute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be disposed from her magnificence, she whom all Asia and the world worship. And when they heard this, they were enraged, and they were crying out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So that city was filled with confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging them, Gaius and Artreus, Macedonians, who were Paul's companions in travel, But when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him go. And even some of the Arsics who were friends of his sent him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. So this shows that, once again, tell me this is not territorial spirits, Deuteronomy 32, sons of God, that are losing their grip their control yes on the people and of the the land and sending out these spirits to infect these people and cause dissension and try to take out Paul and the people spreading the message and pride is a a great tool that satan uses against us and it's also our our money you heard a man's billfold that's how you hurt him the worst and he gathers all the tradesmen up and be like, you know, hey well, guys, I between, know we ain't made a lot of sales the past few months. What's well, Paul? Yeah, let's take him out. Between your a man's pride
2: and his billfold, you can hurt him pretty good.
1: Yeah. But I just wanted to touch on that before we moved along. But uh, chapter twenty, if you're ready to continue, that's good by me. Uh. After the rites settled, Paul departed for Macedonia, and he stayed there for three months until a plot was made on his life in Greece, and he left for Syria by foot through Macedonia. One night, in a late-night teaching, on a roof, a man fell from the third story and died. But Paul brought him back and continued teaching until break, daybreak before leaving. That That...
2: i picture it like he's sitting there talking you know hey guys this is you know jesus christ he did all this stuff he's yeah splat and then and then he's (laughs) like so anyhow so you know he was out spreading his word hey man get up and then you know just like nonchalantly just hey you okay there I don't know. It's just kind of, you know, did he make a big scene? You know, like. Well, it had to. Sitting have. there giving them CPR. I mean, the guy fell, yeah, but. Oh, yeah. Did Paul give him, like, CPR? Or did Paul well, just, it says, like.
1: It says they just he carried him back in.
2: Or, or did Paul just, like, kick him? You know, like, hey, dude, get up. <laughs> and he got up. You know, he's just like, what? <laughs> hey, get up. I'm I'm busy. <laughs> You're distracting people. Just get up. <laughs>
1: You're still on the I'm show. Dead. You're still on the show here, buddy.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm dead. And I just <laughs> get up. You're distracted, people. Anyway. But
1: then he goes back to Jerusalem for Pentecost. But before leaving, he gives instruction and encouragement to the people and warns of the wolves that's going to come against them. Because he sure has seen his fair share of wolves.
2: Yes, he has, poor guy
1: and what's crazy is you see in the letters that he writes back later, you know, especially like to the people like in Galatia and stuff like that. He said, you know, who has bewitched you? Foolish Galatians. Yeah. You know, these Judaizers, the same spirit behind these people that was following him all around Asia causing trouble. He knows it. We're going to come in and cause dissent when he left and and sow seeds of confusion that, oh, you must follow the law. Oh, you must be circumcised so he was basically just making all these passes building these churches spreading the good news of god and making these small you know house churches and he would pass through or send these disciples through every so often to check on them write letters of encouragement and right. and teach and try to settle disputes and stuff like that so i mean this is a uh, a pretty profound thing that he's doing it's easy to read through it and be like okay it's a rinse and repeat yeah he goes to a town yeah he preaches in a synagogue for ever so many days yeah then here comes the judaizer shows up and threatens the stone and runs him off oh they're in prison again yeah but it's, it's important it's, a, it's the
2: little details that is why it's mentioned yeah you know they're not just mentioning Oh, well, look at Paul. He went here, 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 and here. No, it's what happened when he was there. It's to show, you know, if, and it goes back to the whole thing. Well, is Jesus even real? If he wasn't real, by gosh, someone someone tricked Paul big time. Yeah. Because he's going through a lot of crap for nothing if Jesus is not real. And a person wouldn't go through all that. You know what I'm saying? A couple times, and he's like, ah, I'm done. Well, even so that his proves,
1: conversion alone. Well, I yeah. Mean, he was a Pharisee, followed yeah. the law to the T, and uh, persecuted I'm, and hunted Christians down. I mean, just his uh, testimony alone should have been evidence enough. But right. then you see all the fruits that came after, you know.
2: And it, it's to the point to where it has to be real, or else he wouldn't have done, went through everything he went through. You're not going to do that over a joke or over uh, whatever. He truly, truly believed, and he would be one to know different if not. I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, take a close look at uh, the episode we talked about, the guy falling asleep and falling off the roof. Uh, verse 7 says on the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread paul talked with him intending to depart on the next day but he prolonged his speech until midnight and there were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered and a young man named euchus sitting at the window sank into a deep sleep as paul talked still longer and being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. So I've heard some people say, you know, well, he wasn't dead. He just had the, the wind yeah. knocked out of him or whatever. But no, I mean, it says, says he's three dead. Three
2: stories to his death below is yeah. what mine says.
1: So it says, uh, but Paul went down and being over him and talking him in his, or I'm sorry, to and it. taking him in his arms said, do not be alarmed for his life is still in him and when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten he conversed with them a long while until daybreak and so departed and they took the youth away alive and were not a little comforted so it wasn't just some small little thing yeah we probably uh, rejuvenized the sermon <laughs> oh I'm sure you brought know, it back to life kinda, no pun intended yeah But we just see uh, the importance and the, the groundwork that that Paul was laying here, so it's a pretty big deal. And I like how Stephen says we need to look at the Book of Acts as a a road map, yeah, battle plans.
2: Well, at the same time, he didn't. Also, he didn't get distracted. You know. Uh, we'll just call tonight. Let me go over here and see this guy. Oh yeah. He went down there and said, Hey, come on, let's get up guy.
1: I thought it shows his personality says, type. As,
2: as Doug says, I'm gonna embellish the story a little bit. He walked down there in his, you know, cowboy boots and goes Spurting. Just kinda, just kinda kicked him with the side of his, you know, outside of his foot says, Hey, get up. It's your turn to get up. What are you doing? Sleeping. Get up. Let's go up here.
1: <laughs> but that shows his personality type, oh, I believe. Because, yeah. I mean, it had been easy to. Well, it had been was, easy
2: just to, you know, end, the, end his little sermon right there. But
1: Well, yeah. I mean, looking back, he was, it, he was blinded. It had been easy to navel gaze. I'm just going to be a blind beggar the rest of my life. Poor, beautiful me. But that's not paul no Stoned, to you know to death brought back and goes right back into the city you know a guy falls dead in the middle of a sermon he goes and revives him keeps on yeah. going how many times was he beaten and thrown in jail but then he converts the jailers going. yeah so i mean i think if uh, if anything you get the overall that, message here from our lesson today is just keep Make, going keep going no Make matter what gets you down any situation
2: well no matter what gets you down just keep how's that song i got these put one foot in front of the other Was that christmas santa claus yeah, or joe dirt singing or you gotta joe keep dirt.
1: on keeping on life's keeping a garden man you gotta dig it
2: yeah hey guys thanks for listening to the dig bible podcast don't be like a county worker get in that hole and dig something Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our YouTube channel. See ya.